February 19th, 2024. We're in Masechet, two lines from the bottom of the Amud. If you recall, what the Gemara had been citing and dealing with is different Pesukim with regards to the burial and death of different kings in our history. It says the Gemara, Vechabod, four words before the end of the line, Vechabod Asulo Bemoto. It's a Pasuk which is written in the context of Hizkiah. Hizkiah is one of, if not the greatest kings that we had as uh, our nation has had it in the past. Milamed, the description of his death, the Navi tells us, the Pasuk says, is kabod asulo bimoto. They uh, performed a certain honor for him in his death. Milamed shehoshivu yeshiva al kibro. The understanding is that there was a place of study placed at his kever, at his burial plot. Rashi, two lines from the bottom, talmidim la'asok sham batorah. After the death of Hezkiah, the way that they honored him was by placing it and establishing it as a place of Torah study. The Gemara says this amongst the Tanaim as to exactly how and what that meant. How long was there a yeshiva on the kever at the burial plot of Hezkiah? Had amar had amar It's a question, explains Rashi, how many days did they establish this studying place at the kever, at the burial plot of Hezkiah? What's the explanation of those three opinions, three, seven, and 30? Anyone who has been through Avelut, a time of mourning, understands these are each designated times. The first three days, the Gemara in Masechi Mu'ayit Katan, the Halakha Ma'aseh makes clear, are the most severe days, to the extent that Isur uh, Melacha, even a person who's really downtrodden, has very little with regards to finance and income, needs to, in the first three days, at the very least, be in absolutely uh, disinvolved, uh, separate from any work. That's the first three days. The seven days, of course, is Shiva, is the days of Avelut, in which there are several prohibitions on a more severe level than 30 days where we at the very least don't shave or take haircuts. But those three descriptions in the Gemara are really touching on each of those three, seven, and 30. Oh, go ahead. Jeffrey asks the uh, basic and important question. They're studying Torah in a cemetery. Tosafot at the bottom, three lines from the bottom, Shehoshivu Yeshiva al Kibro writes, Tosafot, first and foremost, uh, with regards to why Hezkiah as opposed to anyone else, why Torah as opposed to Chesed and things of those, those uh, fashion. Lefi, Sheharbe Torah, Shehirba Torah bi Israel. Because uh, the Gemara tells us in Masechet Sanhedrin, that Hezkiah proliferated. He brought about a Torah revolution, a Torah-inspired generation. And as a result, it was appropriate, absolutely appropriate, in his generation for him that he be commemorated, that the kabod, the honor which was afforded to him after his death, be through the study of Torah, citing the Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin, midan ad be'er sheva, the Gemara over there says that they checked far and wide. The span of Eres Israel, they found that every single individual, man, woman, child, anyone and everyone was baki. They didn't just study, they were well versed in even the laws of Tuman Tahara, the very strict, severe, and difficult laws of Tuman Tahara, very appropriate for Hizkiyah. But continues Tosafot, Velo al Kibro Mamash, last line in Tosafot, but it wasn't literally on his tombstone or at the place of his burial. 
It had to be a distance of four amot, six feet. Why so? In such a situation, you wouldn't have a problem of what's called larash. That's what uh, Jeffrey was referring to. The Gemara Masech Berachot has long conversations and descriptions about prohibited activities in the uh, cemetery. One of them is doing mitzvot in a outward fashion, exposing the mitzvot. It's, Citing a pasuk, lo'eg larash, a heref osehu, that the pasuk seems to describe that you're making fun of, you're, mim- you're uh, mocking uh, the rash, the poor one, the destitute, the dead people who are lying in the ground and showing, I can do miswot, but you can't. And says Tosafot, it has to be then that it wasn't literally on his burial plot, it had to be a distance of four amot. A distance of four amot is a domain, so as long as we established his domain, you distance yourself from it, there's no problem of studying Torah. Uh, the truth is, Harambam in Perek Yod Gimal of Hilchot Avel uh, has no mention of any permissibility. He writes the following, En omrim avel, davin. So he's first describing a Bet Avel. There's no Talmud Torah for those who are mourning. Uh, there's no Derasha, there's no Agada. Vechen, en omrim hamet, devarim shelmet. After the passing of a man or woman, you can only talk about them. You can't expound on Torah and give explanations. Right, Explicitly and clearly, it sounds like anywhere in the cemetery, it's forbidden to study Torah. Maran, Rabbi Yosef Karo, in his Kesef Mishneh, uh, questions this uh, based on our Gemara. He says, Rabbi Yosef Karo's commentary to Haram Bam says, What about the Gemara? How do you deal with that Gemara? So, citing from our Tosafot, uh, Kesef Mishner, Yosef Karo, is suggesting maybe Haram Bam would agree to that as well. That's the explanation to our Gemara, but he significantly continues. He says, Veken katav Yosef harosh. Vekatav od. Beshem Harama. So he's citing now from Nimuke Yosef, who's in turn quoting from Rabbi Meir Halevi Abu Lafia. Dekevan de lechabod shikvahu de abid share. If you're doing it for honor of the dead person, that would be permitted. Meaning, if I'm just studying Torah, I have a question, I have an issue I want to deal with, I want to give a class in the cemetery, inappropriate, a surah according to halakha. If I'm doing it for the honor of the deceased, that would be permitted. Quoted by Yosef Karo says that's why and that's how people in cemeteries speak words of Torah. That's how in eulogies he seems to be suggesting it's permitted to share words of Torah instead of specifically and only talking about the deceased. And concludes Maran, he says, and that indeed is the widespread practice today. Uh, so what are we dealing with with regards to this matter? So number one, our Gemara seems clear that you could, it's the Gemara Hezkiah, establish a study place at the, uh, uh, at the burial plot of an individual. Tosafot suggests, what's that? So how would you establish it according to that? You're saying it's le'idu'i nishma, sure. Used to do, used to bring tag and things like that to the... And make berachot there. Stopped it. 
Very interesting. According to this, very clearly it would be permitted. I imagine still in terms of you have to weigh and determine what's the right kabod. Are people going to be eating inappropriately and not really thinking about it or something along those lines? Not an issue. Not an issue. The issue is only in the close proximity to the deceased person. Right. Right. Funeral home would be the same sort of issue. Same sort of issue. You have lo'eg larash. It's the same, the same leniency, whatever we're going based on, and with regards to this matter, it's to that. So you might say in a, in a funeral home, the person who's speaking the Torah is more than six feet removed. Not so simple, because we generally speaking, when a person wakes up in the morning, according to many, is you can't walk more than four amot in order to do netilat yadayim. We seem to lean on words of Bach, B.O.L. Sirkis, in his commentary to Tur and Simandalid, that we assume when there's a ceiling over you, the whole house is Arba'amot. If that's the case, the funeral home with the ceiling over it doesn't help you all that much. You have to fall in line with this Mahari Abu Hav, with it Yosef Karu, with Rama Abu Lafya, that the explanation is we're doing it for the Kabodah, which means that according to what Jeffrey's saying is, the old practice, he's saying, of making berachot la'ilui nishmat would be appropriate. Uh, in truth, Maran ha'chidar b'chaim Yosef David Azulai, a very important Sephardic posek who died at the early, at the beginning of the 19th century. He, uh, in his book, Shem HaGedolim, Shem HaGedolim is a fascinating book that he wrote in which he goes through the different rabbis who preceded him, talks about their writings, talks about their biographies uh, briefly, and it's a, a very important work, encyclopedic, uh, with his own uh, with his own additions and experiences. Anyway, he writes here in in Ma'arechet Hagedolim Ma'arechet Aleph. He has the following: Ve'od yesh l'harchiv hadibur ve'en kan mekomo. He says I should really talk about this more. I don't. This isn't really the space for it. Ve'rak ze Omar. This much I'll tell you. Ki kamashanim. It's been some time. Ha'iti tamel minhag Yisrael. I was uh, surprised about the minhag of. Uh, of the uh, Jews. Shemitbalim bezihara etzel kibrot hasadikim. So his issue specifically is uh, when people enter into cemeteries, go up to the grave of righteous people and pray there. Uh, how's that permitted? He says the halacha is you're not allowed to pray. You're not allowed to say kriyat shema if you're in close proximity of a dead person. That's what Tosafot is talking about. Lo larash. Harambam's opinion is very strict on this. You're not going to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiryat Shema even if you did so. Sure, you shouldn't be doing so. You went ahead and said Kiryat Shema in the cemetery, you didn't fulfill it. And he has different descriptions and so forth. Ad, he says, Ad, and now uh, let me just be clear. Shema Gedolim, Marana Hida is only going to resolve when you're going to righteous people, Sadikim's uh, Kivarim. He's not going to work for the standard Hamonam masses, uh, going to parents and things of that sort. But he suggests, Hasidim. He cites from a book called Sefer Hasidim, some 800 years ago, from Hasideh Ashkenaz, he cites from Sefer Hasidim who describes how Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the uh, editor of the Mishnayot, 
According to legend, the Enlor used to uh, come forth on Friday nights to his family and say Kiddush for them wearing Big Day Shabbat. I don't know how to really explain that. I don't know if they really didn't make their own Kiddush, but the description is very telling, says Maran HaChidai. He says, clearly the statement of the rabbis that, that uh, righteous people, Sadikim Lahan Mitatam, after their death, are Kiruyim Hayim, the Gemara tells us elsewhere. They're, so to speak, alive. It means, he suggests further, maybe there's there's no problem with lo'eg larash. The issue of lo'eg larash is I can do the mitzvot. Na 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 na. You can't, and that's inappropriate. It's something about our midot which is inappropriate. I'm not a righteous person. I'm imagining in a spiritual sense as if they're still alive. Suggests Maran Hachida. That's the rationale for going and praying and uh, doing even minyanim in these sorts of places, which exists. If I'm not mistaken, at Meiron there's minyanim on lagla uh, ometer. What's that? Ma'arat HaMachpela included. They have Minyanim, they have Batei Knesset there. It's the same, it'd be the same conversation. Okay, that being the case, back in our Gemara. So again, Hizkiyah HaMelech the Gemara cited a Pasuk VeKabod Asulo Bimoto. Fascinating description. Shehoshivu Yeshiva Al Kibro. It's a, for this reason you'll find in introductions to many books when people dedicate the book in memory of a parent or a family member, oftentimes the mehaber, uh, the author of the book, will say, what a beautiful merit. The Gemara says, right here, kabod asulo bimoto, the most beautiful merit is to bring forth Torah in merit of the deceased person. How, can you imagine? You establish a yeshiva, you put forth shi'ure Torah, you publish the book in their merit. Uh, that's the, that is the merit. That's the kabod, says the Gemara. Tanur Rabbanan, uh, onward says the beraita, kabod asulo bimoto, so again, this pasuk referring to Hizkiyah Melch Yehuda, it's very clear in context, it's talking about Hizkiyah, it's not a dirashah here, although it appears to be, Rashi points out, this is just establishing a fact that is clear, we're talking about Hizkiyah, it's to lead into the next line, what happened at his death, Shiloshim Veshisha Elef Haluse Katef, the description is that at his, uh, after his death, 36,000 people with haluse katef, which means they exposed their shoulders. They ripped, they, uh, they, uh, they ripped their clothing to the extent, they rent their garments to the extent that you could see their shoulder. That's what halutze katef means. Katef is a shoulder. Halutz explains Rashi is when you take something off to show, like bet halusata, halitza is uh, when you remove the shoe. And as a result, the description is 36,000 people in order to show what an important person, how uh, significant he was to their lives. They tore their clothing as a kiri'ah of avelut for the king. Where did we come up with this number? 36,000, Tosafot, top left-hand corner, Shiloshim Veshisha Elef, Lo, Lamidvav, Begematria, Hachehave. The Pasuk says, Vekabod Asu, Lo, Bemoto. They did for him, Lamidvav is 36. They did an honorable act for him, the Lamidvav gave this opinion in the Beraita of Rabbi Yehuda, 36,000, of course the description more than anything is, it's a large amount of people mourning his death. The question in turn of Rabbi Nehemia to Rabbi Yehuda is, do you think that's something out of the norm? That's something so significant? The righteous king, Melech Yehuda, he had 36,000 people who, who had halutzeh katef, who rented, rent their garments, for him, ahav, 
have the lowest of the low with regards to our kings, the one infamous for the husband of Izevil, the story of Eliyahu, one of the worst kings, if not the worst, uh, up there with the worst, they did the same sort of thing for him. How do you know they did the same sort of thing for him? Uh, how are we aware exactly with what happened to Ahav? Tosafot, top left-hand corner. Tosafot quotes from the Gemara Masechet Megillah, where the derasha is that they had a, a vast amount of people during time of war, all of whom were mourning him aside from the righteous individuals. That's what Tosafot quotes. Everyone except for the very righteous individuals, you're dealing with tens of thousands of people. Well, that's the question of Rabbi Nehemiah to Rabbi Udar. Rabbi Udar, you're saying the greatness of honoring Hiskiah was 36,000 people showing that he was their honored king by ripping their clothing, giving him that, uh, we had that with Ahav. It can't be the Pasuk is designating that as special with regards to the righteous, important king. Yeah, that, uh, the topic in Indeed, the Gemara says there though, Kimisped Ahav ben Omri, citing from the Pasuk, compares it to Ahav, which in turn is how, uh, how we're establishing this. Has the Gemara, so says. What's that? There are different ways. The Gemara Masechet Mu'id Katan describes different ways of rending garment. When you're dealing with a parent as opposed to a sibling. When you're dealing with a king or a rabbi as opposed to, it's just a different uh, designation. Each one representing in some way or another a different reality. But that's what the specificity of this is of Halitzat Katef is for a king. Ela rather says Rabbi Nehemiah, what was the kabot? Shehini Sefer Torah. Al mitato. They arrested a sefer Torah on the uh, coffin, on the uh, place where uh, uh, excuse me, Hizkiah was lying after his death. And ve'amru kiem ze And they said out loud, "This individual fulfilled what is written in this." So sefer Torah on mitato on his coffin, and stating that was the kabod they did. That was the beautiful thing that they did for Hizkiah. Says the Gemara, ve'ha'idna name avdinan hachet. Says the Gemara, ha'idna means now, name means still, avdinan, anan means us, aved means to do. We do hachet like this. We still do this. So you tell me the beautiful kabot for Hizkiah, one in a life, once in a lifetime, a unique individual. That's what we do for righteous people today. Says the Gemara, can't be that so significant to the extent that. Well, Hezekiah, as opposed to anyone else, answers the Gemara, Afuke mafkinan anuhe lamanhinan. What we do today is we do um, bring out a Sefer Torah and designate that this individual followed it. We won't rest it on the bed, on the coffin of the individual. How'd they even rest it on the coffin of Hezekiah? Tosafot on the left-hand side, the third one. And even though, anytime you start a sentence with even though means I'm bothered by something. The Beperek Patra de Moed Katan, the Gemara on Daf Cafe, Masech Moed Katan, Gabe Ravuna, Mashma de Asula, Asotken, Mishum, Dasula Sheva, Gabe Mitash Sefetora, Menachat Aleha. The Gemara over there makes clear you're not allowed to sit on the same surface of Sefetora. Uh, Sefetora is resting on the same bench, on the same bed as you. You can't be sitting there. How'd they 
rest it with a deceased individual. Furthermore, says Tosafot, uh, there's a mahlokir about whether it's permitted or not. Why wouldn't you ask from or bring proof from this opinion? It was an honor to the Torah that it rested together with him. It was, of course, an honor to Hizkiyah, but it was an honor to the Torah as well. Being a great individual with regards to his study and teaching of Torah, having the Sefer Torah, he was altogether different. Okay, so back in the Gemara. So Hizkiyah Melech, they put the Sefer Torah, and they said, He fulfilled that which is written in this. And the Gemara says, it's different than what we do today. We might take out the Sefer Torah. We might take it out. Just rest it down. That we wouldn't, uh, a different answer, a compound word, in other words, a different explanation to how we do it differently today than they did it back then. In today's day and age, says the Gemara, we would still take the Sefer Torah out and place it on the coffin of the deceased individual. Oh, so then what's the difference between us for the righteous, uh, wise individuals as opposed to Hizkiah? But we won't make such a designation, an exclamation of this person fulfilled all that was written in this. That was special for Hizkiah. We wouldn't say it about people today. That's the suggestion of the Gemara. So the greatness of Hizkiah was designated after his death through the Kabod of resting the Sefer Torah and saying... Remembers, I was walking together with Rabbi Yohanan. Um, my objective was to ask him questions in study. I wanted to ask him learning Torah questions. When he got to the area where he was going to relieve himself to the, to the lavatory. And I was asking him a question. I was asking him a something, meaning I was posing a question to him. He wouldn't answer us. Until he washed his hands upon leaving the bathroom. He put on his tefillin. And he made the beracha. And after that, he answered us. Uh, so again, what was the order, the sequence of events, which might or might not be significant for this sugya? He went to the bathroom, he came out, he put on his tefillin, he then made the beracha, which is interesting, and then he answered the question, why the beracha after he put on tefillin? Uh, there is a conversation about this because it's not clear per se what is the beracha of uh, at what point do you say that beracha? Should I say the beracha before I even put it on my arm? Or do I put it on my arm, make the beracha, and then, and then uh, so to speak, uh, tighten it? What's that? It could alternatively be suggested, as, uh, as uh, Nathan said, is that he's uh, making the beracha of Asher Why did he say Asher after putting on tefillin? He was putting tefillin. Yeah, he was wearing his tefillin. They used to wear their tefillin all the time, no question. He needed to make the beracha of what? I understand. Why didn't he make the beracha of Asher before putting on his tefillin? And therefore? No, 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 again, it's the ordering. It says he put on his tefillin and then he made a beracha. You must make, the halakha is you must make a beracha on tefillin 
after you use the bathroom. That's halakha nefsek in the Shulchan Aruch based on the Gemara. There's no question about that. Question is, it says, umanach tefilin vehadar mevarech. And then he made a beracha. Why should he make No, 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 no. Why didn't he make... Well, one second. What's the beracha we're talking about? If we're talking about the beracha of laniach tefilin, we make that beracha before we put on tefilin. If it's a beracha v'asheyasar, why'd he say it after he put on tefillin? Unless it's a description of he put the tefillin on his arm, he made the beracha, and then he tightened them the way you and I do. All right, it's not clear from the Gemara, but there's conversations that abound in halakha. But why, why is it telling you to do that? Why, why would you do that? Okay, that's an interesting... It could be. It could be. You'd have to explain why. 100%. What's that? It says umivarech. It doesn't say what he made the beracha on. I don't know what art school tells you. The Gemara says umivarech. He just made a beracha. Made the blessing. Anyway, okay. Says the Gemara. Hadar amarlan. Afterwards, he said to us, Afilu kiem amrinan. In today's day and age, when you bury a righteous person, a leader of congregation, a community, you could still you could take the sefer Torah. You could rest it on their coffin. You can even say kiem. So then what's the difference between what we do and what they did for Hezkiah? You take the Sefer Torah, you rest it, and you say, this individual filled everything that's written in that. Limed lo amrinan. We won't say, though, and they did for Hezkiah, that he didn't just fulfill, he taught as well. The teaching, the proliferation of Torah, the acting as an individual who's marbis Torah, who spreads knowledge of Torah, that's what Hezkiah had. And as much as people in today's day and age have it as well, uh, that designated him and not as great as Hezkiah. Hezkiah badgu. Midan Bad Be'er Sheva, Velo Masu, the Gemara Masechet Sanhedrin is graphic, it depicts it in this full sense of everybody was proficient, of course an exaggeration, but the statement is clear, he was the Torah spreader of history. It's for our purposes at the moment, until we get to the end of Tosafot, it's insignificant. As a separate conversation, it needs to be addressed, but there's no clear angle on it, is what I'm saying. Why the Gemara presents it here at all, one of two reasons. Either it has some significance, the end of Tosafot, or it's just telling the story. It told, that's what happened, and he's matter-of-factly repeating it. Uh, we'll address it. In terms of the specifics on the Beracha and that, I'm not addressing further. I'm, I'm accepting everyone's opinions because they're all discussed. Nobody's fully clear. The, the point more than anything is you can't bring up real proof with regards to what Beracha was being said. But why those? Uh, what's that? He's quoting the but it leads to Rabbi Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Yes. So there's again, there's plenty to be said about this. Okay, but that's the Gemara. So the Gemara's statement is that Rabbi um, Yohanan's statement in the end of the at the end and bottom line over here is uh, the statement about Hiskiyah, which you wouldn't say about another, is limit. He taught. Says the Gemara ve'ha'mar mor gadol limut Torah shehalimut mevili demaase. And the Gemara says that elsewhere at the end of the first chapter Masechet Kiddushin and Daf Mem, the statement is that uh, again, if I'm posed with the following question. Should I be uh, studying Torah or fulfilling misvot? Which one is, so to speak, greater? Now, of course, there's a complicated conversation under what circumstances, a mitzvah that I can't come back to do, and so on and so forth. All important questions, but in the most broad sense, which one's greater? The statement of the Gemara is, limu gadol limu Torah. 
it's greater in that moment to be studying Torah. Shehalimud, the study, mevili de ma'aser, will bring you to performance of the mitzvot. What did that prove for us, Rashi? On the right-hand side, mevili de ma'aser, writes Rashi, just three words, alma, it's clear, ma'aser adif. If the purpose of limud, of studying, is in order to perform, it's greater in that moment to study so that you perform, well, then clearly the performance is what I'm leading to. Well, that being the case, I'm stuck still. Because the Gemara, the Hanan statement, if you recall, was that we say about a regular individual, not a regular, special individual, kiim, he fulfilled. We won't say limed, he taught the Torah. The Gemara says that's special for Hezkiah. But wait a second, just fulfilling as greater, it seems from this statement, than the teaching. Says the Gemara, that's the final line on this. Says the Gemara, there's a difference between teaching and studying. The studying, indeed, will say the studying is to lead you to performance, and as a result, study on the rung of importance is lower. I'll start with study so that I perform. Understood. Teaching, proliferating, limed, which are the words with regards to Hizkiyah Melech, uh, that's the greatest. If you're spreading knowledge of Torah, if you're bringing others to perform, uh, that's the highest. So limed of Hizkiyah, that takes the uh, cake. That's the uh, most limed significant one. Teaching is greater than learning. Yes. And that's those words at the end, just to read them again. Halimigmar, limigmar means to study. Halagmure means to teach. There's a difference, there's a distinction between those two. All right, that's the conclusion of the Gemara for us, as per the way we just read it with Rashi. Tosafot on the left-hand side, sides from Rabbeinu Tam, a bit of a different direction over here. Let's take a look. Tosafot, Diboramat, Hilveha Amar Mor, begins Tosafot. He explained in the notebook, of course, a reference to Rashi, who was written in notebook form. Tosafot will always refer, well, often refer to him as the notebook. Alma, it's clear. Remember, we read these three words in Rashi. Ma'ase Adif, the Gemara was challenging the notion that um, wait a second, Biohanan, you're saying the fact that he studied and taught is greater than performance, but I thought studying Torah is more significant in the moment to be involved with because it'll bring you to performance. Clearly, the performance, ma'asez, adif, is the more significant part. Quite the opposite seems to be clear. The Gemara there, which I told you we're referring to in our Gemara, one of the Gemara says, Amal Mor, the Master said, we're referring to something that was said elsewhere. There in Masechet Kiddushin, again, let me just catch us up to date. The Gemara over here is referring, and I'm reading it like Rashi for a moment, to that statement. The statement was, Limud Gadol Shemevili De Maaseh. I'll translate it. Studying is more significant because it brings you to performance. It's like me saying it's important to go to high school because you can't get a job otherwise. It's important to learn the trade, otherwise you won't be significant in life. 
What am I talking about? I'm saying that the high school experience is inherently important? No, I'm saying you won't get a job otherwise. I'm saying you won't know how to work otherwise. That's, that's my conversation. That's how Rashi reads our Gemara. That's how you have a question. Says Tosafot, asks Rabbeinu Tam, but the Gemara and Kiddushin that you're quoting from, listen to the words. The question was, what's preferable? In the moment, I have a choice. Talmud Torah or Kiyum Mitzvot? Which one? Says the Gemara, Limud Gadol. It's greater to study Torah. There in Kiddushin, Rashi writes just a few words, and as a result, you have both performance of mitzvot and Talmud Torah. But it means inherently which one's greater. Okay, that's our Gemara in the continued line. But this line, when I say Limud Gadol, greater to study, Am I saying it's greater to do performance of mitzvot? And the limud, the halakhic terminology is called the hechsher, it's just prepare me for performance of mitzvot. That's the way we're reading it here in our Gemara. The Gemara there seems to be doing differently. It's talking about value. The value of Talmud Torah is greater in significance and of course takes precedence because it gives you Torah and Maaseh. Torah has it all. So that's a direct contradiction to the reading over here. Therefore, says, Now the suggestion of Rabbeinu Tam, therefore, is it's greater at this moment, the Gemara thinks, to say he fulfilled. Why is it greater to say he fulfilled? I thought the study is better. How can you fulfill if you hadn't beforehand studied? The only, if, if I say this person is a, is a fantastic uh, craftsman, it means he clearly had a good education as well. He can't be a craftsman, he can't perform mitzvot if he hadn't studied beforehand. So I'm not negating the fact that the Talmud is, so to speak, in the rung of uh, importance of significance uh, uh, on the higher level. I'm just saying I can incorporate limud by saying he knows how to practice. He knows how to practice. He clearly has the education that preceded it. That's Rabbeinu Tam's suggestion. All right, that's what we have in Tosafot. Tosafot, in the bottom few lines, if you just skip down a few lines over here, It's the second to last word on the line, maybe 10 lines before Tosafot finishes. Tosafot now cites from a body of work known as She'iltot. She'iltot is, it's for all intents and purposes, the first essay published after Gemara, early Geonim time, 8th century, post-Gemara, it's written on the seder of the Parashot HaShavua, it's attributed to Rabbi Rav Ahami Shivaha. And so in She'iltot, listen to the version of everything we have. He has, he's, he's just writes shortly after the Gemara, so to speak, put together. He has different versions. Here's what he has. He doesn't have that final line in our Gemara that the difference between teaching or uh, performing. That, that's our Gemara's final punchline, right? Teaching is the greatest. Doesn't have that line. Ela garas, here's how the Gemara ends for him. Jeffrey, you with me? Umanach tefillin marlan. The Gemara finishes with the words of, we asked Rabbi Yohanan a question, he put on his tefillin and then he answered us. That's the end of the Gemara's conversation. He didn't say, so he didn't say what he answered. 
didn't matter what he answered. Uparich Gemara, the Gemara was asking, The Gemara's question on that story is, how did he put on his tefillin before answering the question? Isn't study greater than performance? If I have the choice of putting on the tefillin or studying the Torah, of course I'll put on the tefillin later on, or I already put it on. I should be studying, I should be answering the question in Torah. And then the Gemara answers. After that, The final line of the Gemara is the opposite. It's the opposite if you're studying for yourself in order to perform. Oh, study first. That's that Gemara and Kiddushin. That's what we're quoting. If it's in order to teach others, uh, then you do the performance first. It's an amazing final line of the Gemara. You have opposite extremes in terms of how to read this final line. The final line for him, has, there's no answer for Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan again put on his tefillin. What? How did he put on his tefillin first? Answer? Because he was about to teach, not to study. Teaching is a second in command uh, to performance. It means that the ordering, so to speak, for She'il Tot is study for yourself, performance, and then teaching. Again, it has some major so impl- implications. Teaching. What's that? That's not the bottom line for She'il Tot. He has a different version in the Gemara. The final line in the Gemara is that for Rabbi Yohanan, they were able to say that he was lomed, that he knew, in addition to fulfilling, as opposed to others. It's not about the fact that he taught, as opposed to others. Okay, uh, so those are important implications they have in the Gemara. We have just a few more lines of Agadah in the Gemara before we begin the, the next Perek, but to summarize very briefly, we address several issues. The death of Hizkiyah and the honor that was afforded to him. The idea that they were seemingly studying Torah at the burial plot of Hizkiyah, which bothered us and made us nervous, Tosafot, Harambam, Shem HaGidolim, etc. The continued conversation of Hanahat Sefer Torah on the bed of the uh, of the deceased individual Tosafot and a conversation about that, and then the final conversation of what's greatest Gadol Limud or Maase Gadol Limud LaAcherim or Limud LaAtzmo teaching others or teaching yourself. The conversation Rabbeinu Tam Rashi Sheiltot Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.